Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from quarantine here in Detroit. Uh, in the next episode, Will will be joining us with Palatalk, as always. Uh, but for right now, we're going to do a deep dive into Kelly Ripa. Now, this is all a very exclusive gossip, so you're welcome. I've been working on this story for... Lord, I don't even know how long. Uh, my source and I have been friends for... Um, just about two years now, she's the one who has given me a lot of the scoops that we get for ABC, um, the Katie Seagal stories, um, the Megan McCain story, um, the Whoopi Goldberg story, um, so on and so forth. And she has given me permission to ginger her, so, <laughs> um, you know, we love her. Uh, Will knows her, um, and she's just a fantastic person. She's very honest, and she has provided me with all the evidence I need to believe that uh, she is 100% truthful. So, everyone knows uh, Kelly Ripa from Live with Kelly and Ryan. She's been hosting since the early 2000s. Uh, when it was still um, live with Regis and Kelly. At that point, she replaced Kathy Lee Gifford and was still on All My Children. And at one point, she was on All My Children, had a half-hour sitcom called Hope and Faith, and was doing the talk show. She was literally trying to be the face of ABC. Uh, Hope and Faith was canceled after three seasons, and no one is, has ever been exactly sure why. A lot of speculation has been that Faith Ford and Kelly Ripa didn't get along. And my source tells me that um, Kelly Ripa does not have very nice things to say about Faith Ford. Uh, she rarely, if ever, talks about her. Um, and when the one time she did hear um, Kelly Ripa talking about Faith Ford, it was to say that the only reason why Faith was cast on Hope and Faith was because they needed someone with a little bit of sitcom experience to kind of anchor the show. And, uh, and they wanted um, two strong actresses. Uh, and, you know, so uh, so with that, there was a little bit of a battle brewing between the two. Um, when the show was canceled, it was kind of a relief that they didn't have to work together anymore. Uh, and then with Regis, he apparently had the same rule for everyone that he's worked with. He doesn't want to talk about your day or you know, really talk about anything before the show starts. You know, they do the stories in the beginning where they talk about stuff that the kids did or what they did over the weekend or um, the previous evening or whatever. And he felt that it added to the show if he was hearing the story for the first time along with the audience. Well, Kelly felt that that was very nasty. She didn't feel that it was um, the right approach. 
and she felt like they should be more friendly and more um, friends. Eventually, Regis decided that it was time for him to leave. Uh, now, there's some, there is some discrepancy here, and my source doesn't have a lot of information of what led to his decision to leave. But what she does say is she does not believe 100% that it was all his decision to leave. Kelly obviously had nothing to do with that. Um, they, she feels like he wanted more money than what the network was willing to give. And it's happened quite a few times um, from her own experience. So, uh, you know, there's that. But, uh, again, we just decided to share the news. Um, and as was his rule, he didn't tell Kelly that he was leaving. He waited until going on air. Um, someone actually did tell Kelly just before the air date. It wasn't Regis himself. And Kelly felt betrayed and hurt that they'd worked together. Um, by this point, I think it had been like 10 years or so. And she was really upset that he didn't think enough of her to tell her. And she has vowed, and actually kept this vow, never to forgive him. After after his final air date, um, and Regis has said himself that they have not really spoken um, outside of when he's been a guest on the show. And even then, it's a very curt and professional. It, and it's quite the opposite of what he experienced with Kathy Lee, where... You know, after she left, they were still friends. Um, they still talked and hung out. I don't know if they still do. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's still some sort of friendship there. Probably not like a best friend or anything, but I'm pretty sure they still speak and whatnot. Uh, but Kelly just really took it to a whole new level of petty. And when we come back... We're going to talk a little bit about her next co-star that really felt her wrath. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, after Regis left, they hired Michael Strahan to be Kelly's co-host. And things got a little friendlier um, between the two co-hosts. Um, they were they were seen dining together. They would actually spend time together, and everyone seemed to really get along. After about four years, Michael Strahan was offered a role over on Good Morning America, which he accepted. The thing is, is this was all done behind Kelly Ripa's back, and she was pissed. And he, just before they went on air, once again, one of the executives came to her and said, hey, just so you know, Michael's making this announcement, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she was livid. They went on air. They did the usual banter. Michael announced that he was leaving. And everything seemed fine. You know, nothing seemed amiss. 
no one thought, oh, Kelly's angry. Until after the show. After the show, she ripped Michael, saying he betrayed her, um, that this was exactly what happened with Regis and it was not okay. As a friend, he should have told her um, what was going on. And he kept saying, well, you know, I couldn't because negotiations were secret. I was asked to keep it on the down low, yada, yada, yada. And Kelly was just not having it. Things got so bad that she actually um, did a strike, a three-day strike. I don't know if you guys remember this. Uh, It was not planned, and that left producers scrambling to find co-hosts. Just a little side note, my source tells me that now there's actually a plan in place in case that happens again. Um, They have people lined up who are, you know, who can step in very easily into the role. But, you know, back then they didn't, this was not heard of. You don't, you don't call out sick. You don't, you know, you, or if you do, you give them more than enough notice. She waited till an hour before tape to let them know that she wasn't coming in. And, you know, and to be fair, she did have the time. It wasn't like, you know, this was not something that was, um, unexpected totally, um, you know, she had sick days. She was more than welcome to use them. But she refused to come back to the show until she negotiated with Disney. And so Bob Iger, who was the, the, the then CEO of the entire corporation of Disney, actually got in on a meeting with her. They renegotiated her contract to give her more power. This is very important. So, as the search for the next male co-host was underway, she was started wielding her power. She wanted final say in her, in the in the co-host that was chosen. Uh, and they gave it to her. They said, "Fine, you know, you're gonna be working with them every day. You know, as long as it's someone who tests well and does well in the ratings, we're not gonna put up too much of a fight." What they didn't know is ABC date um, ABC Primetime was working on something special too. They were lo- working on relaunching American Idol. But so she's going through all of this, and all the while she's freezing Michael out. She actually he was supposed to his last day was supposed to be um, just before Labor Day. And then he would segue over to Good Morning America almost seamlessly. She threw a fit and said no. And he was out before Memorial Day, if I remember correctly. Or if it wasn't before, it was just after. Um, But it was months ahead of schedule. And she, you know, he apologized to her. And he has gone on record as saying, hey, like, I've reached out to her, I've tried to apologize, but no, we're not friends. You know, she will not speak to me. And, you know, he told People Magazine recently that, you know, it really hurt him, that he really wanted to be her friend. He, you know, he really thought that the friendship meant something to her. And that, you know, he knew she was going to be upset, but he figured... 
eventually they could sit and talk and work things out. Behind the scenes, um, my source says that Kelly, and my source was actually working there at the time, Kelly literally froze him out. She would not speak to him until he got on camera. And as soon as the camera was off, she would not speak to him. If he said something to her, she would address one of the producers nearby. Usually her. And she, and in turn, the producer would relay any pertinent information over to Michael. Now, this doesn't seem very professional. And, again, no one, no one has actually blamed her for being upset. But, as soon as she got the title of executive producer, she started wielding it. Um, Gelman, and we're going to get into this a little bit more in the next segment, um, but Gelman was even a little bit surprised by how power-hungry Kelly Ripa was and some of the moves she made next still have them just completely blown away we're gonna get into that in just one second I'll be right back and I am back so we've been talking about um Kelly Ripa on a power trip uh, and we've been talking about her co-stars Faith Forward um Regis Philbin and Michael Strahan. We're gonna, for this segment, we're going to turn our attention to Michael Gelman for a minute. So Gelman has been the executive producer of Live for forever, um, if not from the inception of the show, for a very, very long time. Um, Regis was also an executive producer for a while. Um, and then... But Gilman has always been the one in charge. He's always been the one calling the shots and making the decisions. Uh, that was the format that worked best for the show and for him and for Kathy Lee and Regis and for a while, Regis and Kelly. And even Kelly and Michael um, for as long as it lasted. But with, um, with ABC slash Disney screwing Kelly Ripa over, she took a more active role, becoming the executive producer, and started um, killing segments that they were planning. And this was really difficult for the segment producers because they were normally used to just having to run it by Gilman, and Gilman would say yay or nay. But when Kelly Ripa started, you know, every once in a while, um, one of the co-hosts would say, you know, I don't really want... I don't really want to do that, or I don't, you know, I'm not sure that's going to work. But for the most part, everyone was very amenable and willing to give it a try, even if it made them look foolish. Well, Kelly Ripa started just tearing into the segment's um, producers, telling them that they needed more fun and they needed more this and more that, and but never actually offering up any ideas of her own. And my source tells me that it... Um, quite a few producers actually quit during this period. Uh, it was during a time when Kelly was the only permanent co-host. Um, Michael Strahan had been forced out, and they had a rotating list of male hosts that were um, sitting by her side. 
And Kelly decided at this point that maybe she didn't want a male co-host. Maybe it should be a female. Except for that's not what she really wanted. On air and in the public, that's what she was telling people. But behind the scenes, she absolutely refused to even entertain the idea of having a female co-host. And in fact, she wanted to keep a rotating stable of male co-hosts instead of having a permanent one altogether. Because that would help consolidate her power as the only permanent host of the show. But, of course, that wouldn't work for the format and the premise of the show. And that was the one time when producers really pushed back on her. So she agreed that a permanent male co-host would be fine. And she vowed that it was going to be someone who would never overshadow her. And... It came down to three people. Anderson Cooper, Jerry O'Connell, and Andy Cohen. Anderson Cooper ended up pulling himself out of the race. Uh, And my source says it was mostly because of his duties on CNN and he didn't want it to affect his friendship with Kelly and or Andy Cohen. Gelman was leaning towards Jerry O'Connell. Kelly really wanted Andy Cohen. Um, but, again, there was this dark horse that no one really knew about. By this point, everyone knew that there were negotiations going on with um, Fremantle and ABC to bring back American Idol. And they had heard that Fremantle was reaching out to some big-name judges like Katy Perry, um, who ultimately did sign on, and Lionel Richie, who again signed on. But they also wanted a country star. And they were looking at trying to lure Ryan Seacrest back to host the show. Now, Ryan had kept saying, you know, I think it's too soon for the for American Idol to come back. You know, and if we come back, we should we should probably go back to Fox, where we originally were and um to be fair to Fremantle they did take it out to Fox but Fox said no we just ended the show we did this huge finale let's give it a few years Fremantle didn't want to give it a few years because they really thought that the format would not be as lucrative down the road as it as it was for them so ABC was nearing a deal to pick it up and so they started negotiations with Ryan Seacrest, unbeknownst to anyone. And Ryan ended up being one of the male guest co-hosts. And they thought, well, hey, why don't we try to get him as the permanent co-host? And then the American Idol um, kickoff can go see Ryan. You know, they can do an interview with Ryan and Kelly and in the morning and so they pitched the idea to Kelly and Kelly initially rejected it and they said well we're gonna you know this was just a a friendly gesture 
but we're gonna um, try to get him to sign on. And she pulled out the clause that said she had final say over her male co-host. And they thought they were screwed. But Ryan took her out to dinner. And this is this comes directly from my source. Because the day he took her out to dinner, she had absolutely said, no, he will not be my co-host. And he took her out to dinner and talked to her and explained why this was a good thing for both of them. And he promised that he wasn't going to leave. You know, he's, he said, you know, if I sign on your, as your co-host, I'm in it for the long haul. This is what I really want to do. So Kelly said, okay, and went back and talked to Gilman. And she said, okay, I'm okay with this, but I want more money. He, Ryan Seacrest cannot make more than me. So if, if you're going to bring him in and you're going to pay him a lot of money, whatever he gets, I get 10% more. And Gilman was freaking out about the budget, but ultimately agreed with what Kelly said. Um, I'll, and the producer, every single producer just wanted this nightmare to be over. Soon after, Ryan debuted as her permanent co-host, and everything seemed to be fine. Everyone seemed to be happy. But underneath was a boiling pot of drama. And I'll be right back. And I'm back. So Ryan Seacrest was... Ryan Seacrest was uh, announced as the permanent male co-host. He made his debut. The rating spiked. Everybody was pleased. Disney especially was like their moneymaker was back. Not that the show ever really quit making money, but the ratings had been falling. And they really... um, It took almost two years to find a suitable co-host. And in entertainment, that's a long time. And it really allowed Kelly Ripa to continue consolidating her power. And right around the time that Ryan Seacrest was announced as the permanent co-host, Kelly's contract was coming up. And a lot of people behind the scenes, including my source, really felt like they wanted to use Ryan to force Kelly out. It didn't happen. And the reason why it didn't happen is because after a spectacular week of great ratings, um, they, they kind of fell back down to earth. And behind the scenes, there was some talk of a power struggle between Ryan and Kelly. And when Kelly announced that... Uh, when when Kelly told Disney that it was time to renegotiate her contract, they said, well, you know, we just did it. Like, And then they, their team of lawyers looked and said, oh, yeah, we really need to do this. So they, they started fighting. And Kelly actually was very clever in that she had, she had won people over to her side during the Michael Strahan mess. And she looked like a team player. By graciously having Ryan step on and and knowing 
all of this stuff, you know, knowing what was happening behind the scenes and whatnot. Uh, she knew American Idol was coming back to the air, and she felt that it was going to be a massive hit. When it wasn't quite the hit that uh, ABC had hoped for, it gave her a little bit more power because it meant that the rating, the rating spike may have been because of Ryan Seacrest, but the fact that the show was even with the last season's ratings meant she was the draw, not him. And, and the Q factors actually showed that she was far more popular with the daytime audience than Ryan Seacrest is. But still, she wanted to make sure that her role was her role was safe. So, and this is where she gets where we're starting to see her become a little bit more devious. The gay rumors have always followed Ryan Seacrest um, from the time he debuted as the American Idol the American Idol host, um, and all through his career. So. She was trying to force him into a tricky situation. And according to my source and several other sources uh, who I've spoken with about the situation, she allegedly had the makeup artist who would accuse Ryan Seacrest of sexual harassment um, make the claim very publicly. This put ABC in a really bad situation because Ryan Seacrest was supposed to be anchoring their uh, red carpet of the the Oscar red carpet for them. <laughs> and suddenly celebrities were not going to speak to them if they had Ryan Seacrest as the host. And it put his role as co-host in jeopardy because celebrities were not booking with him they would book if there was a male co-host, um, a male guest co-host, or if it was just going to be Kelly. This gave her a lot more power and put him in a very tenuous uh, position where he was not confident that he was going to continue on in the role. Ultimately, the storm passed and things returned to normal, but Ryan's reputation really took a hit and has never truly recovered from, from it. He, um, and, and instead of coming out, he just kind of downplayed and let things blow over. He tried to be seen with his girlfriend more, which didn't really add anything to the conversation like he hoped it would. But... What did happen was executives at Disney and ABC said, okay, we're screwed. We have to work with Kelly Ripa. You know, so they signed her to a new contract. And once she had that new contract, she had a new mission in mind to force Ryan Seacrest out. She... While they appear to be best of friends, my source says they actually do not like one another. And the show that they're doing together um, bears their name, but they're not actually working on the show together. Uh, it is um, fulfilling um, contractual obligations 
um, to both of them in one fell swoop for ABC and Disney. And they're hoping that with marquee names that the sitcom actually takes off. But no one's actually confident that that's going to happen. So what they're what they're hoping to do is just get it off the just do a pilot, pass on it, and let the studio sell it. Either sell it to someone else or let it die altogether. And once that happens, Kelly has a new plot. And this is this hasn't even hit the gossip blogs yet, so you guys want to stay tuned to the next segment because this is big news. Uh, we have verified it um, through, mul- first of all, multiple sources. Uh, and I've been promised a smoking gun. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, okay. Kelly Ripa got a new contract. Uh, after a dastardly act of uh, manipulation and scheming. And what what my sources told me is Ryan Seacrest actually may be on his way out at live. Now, you don't fire a big big host name like Ryan Seacrest. You allow him to resign or um, decide to leave, you allow him at least publicly to say he decided to leave on his own. And what I'm hearing is that there's negotiations going on right now for him to leave. And the likely excuse will be uh, after he failed to get the show moved to Los Angeles again, um, and again, he was voted down by Kelly Ripa, who didn't understand why they would want to move the show from New York, the media capital of the world, to Los Angeles. And it was because uh, Ryan's radio show uh, is in Los Angeles. American Idol is usually filmed in Los Angeles, and um, they didn't really feel like it would be that big of a disruption. They were they were willing to pay for her to move. And all of this, but she put a put the kibosh on it, and fought back really hard. Um, and her, you know, her reasoning is actually very hard to argue with. She didn't want um, the crew members to be laid off, and she didn't think it was right to move the show after being in New York for so long. It was it's basically a New York institution, so. What she did instead was kind of asserted herself a little bit more and said, no, we're not going to do that. And when Disney when Disney executives tried to talk her into it, she held her ground and said no. And that was the moment she decided to push Ryan out. So Ryan's now in negotiations to leave. Kelly knows this. Um, For the first time, she's actually not going to be upset about her co-star leaving because she's the one behind it. She she really doesn't like Ryan. She doesn't think he adds anything to the show. And she feels like he's too bland. 
So, who does she want to take his place? None other than Andy Cohen. Now, Andy Cohen and Andy Kelly Ripper are best of friends. Um, every time he co-hosts with her, there is a rating spike. And this seems to be a, the perfect union for them. Um, Kelly really wants it. Uh, and it wouldn't take very long. Uh, it wouldn't take very much for them to segue um, Andy Cohen into the role of male co-host. Now, I pushed back on the idea when my source was telling me the saying, you know, he does watch, watch, watch what happens live. Um, he has Radio Andy with Sirius XM, and he does all the Real Housewives. Like, how would he possibly have the time to do all of this? And she said, he is, he has promised to make the time if they give him the, the go-ahead. Um, if they offered him a contract, he would absolutely sign on. Uh, and a, what a lot of, um, a lot of the speculation is, uh, Watch What Happens Live can be filmed in advance, um, live to tape. And it wouldn't really take that long. Um, production for live with, um, theoretically the production for, um, live with, um, Kelly and Ryan, or Kelly and Andy, excuse me, would, um, not, he would film the segments. Uh, he's not very power hungry. He has no power over on Watch What Happens Live uh, and The Real Housewives. And he has enough money where he's not going to be greedy about anything. Um, so this would just kind of be a cushy little gig for him. Uh, and there are some rumors that he would actually walk away from Watch What Happens Live. Um, and it would go to someone else. They would keep the franchise alive by shifting someone else in there. It would, it would be probably be a Bravo personality that they put in there. Um, I don't have anyone on the inside um, with that yet, but I'm working on it. Um, but my source says that Ryan's feelings are not actually hurt. Um, it was a lot on him to to kind of juggle everything. And he is actually looking forward to not dealing with Kelly Ripa every morning. Uh, my, my source also says that a lot of the crew is loyal to Kelly. And everyone realizes this. Uh, but there's one more little scooplet that I'm going to give you. Kelly has threatened Disney if they, sh should they end her contract, she will start working on launching her own talk show. Now, while all of this was going on and Disney was trying to think of a way to get rid of her, they came up with a concept of putting Sarah Haynes and Michael Strahan together and putting them on in the afternoon. And they thought that the format, since it worked so well in the morning, and Michael Strahan already had the experience with Kelly, that this would take off. Sarah Haynes, of course, is most famous for being a co-host on The View. Uh, 
and the experiment failed. They added Kiki Palmer to the uh, to the equation, and the show is still failing really hard. So, them threatening Kelly is even more dubious now because now she knows that there's no way they're going to get someone as competent as her in. Now, again, there are some people who are saying that the format has survived. You know, it survived Regis, the original co-host, leaving. It would survive her leaving. And that's very hard to argue, actually. Um, And I think there's actually a good point there. But if she gets too greedy or if she really angers the wrong executives, it would not be anything for them to get rid of her and and pull someone back in. Um, Kathy Lee um, just did three years on the Today Show and could be looking to uh, come back to her old job. And there are many talk show hostesses out there who could easily segue into the role. Um, But they would... uh, I think the thing that everyone needs to keep in mind is they've always had one permanent veteran co-host in in the spot. And that's what's really helped cement the show as a force to be reckoned with. Uh, As I get more and more scoop, I will pass it along to you, of course. But for right now, that is all. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back again with a new episode of all the newest gossip that we've heard. And Politalk with Will, uh, Monday. So thank you guys so much for listening, as always. And until next time, cheers.